Welcome back to the Mind Body Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Spaeth, and it is a pleasure to have you here. Little housekeeping, I would be so honored if you do get any good nuggets or value out of any of these podcasts, if you could leave a rating and review just so we can get this out to more people and continue to create more freedom in everybody's life. How are we doing today, you guys? Oh, I'm excited to be back. Whoa, it has been a crazy last couple weeks with the summer and family and all of the fun. But something I really wanted to speak on today is real raw relationships. So what do I mean by real raw relationships? How many of you guys struggle with being open and honest with your spouse, your partner, maybe your coworkers, your friends, where you maybe hold yourself back because you fear what the other may think if you were to speak out on your truth. So I wanna start here with a little bit of a story and this is gonna be an open, honest, raw, vulnerable story as we're talking about real raw relationships. So I uh, have been with my husband since I was about 22 years old. So we've been together, I think we're coming up on eight years and we are coming up to our fifth year wedding anniversary. And him and I met at a company corporate event um, out in a big city close to where we live. And it was, you know, cocktails and it was, you know, just if anybody comes from the corporate world, you you can just imagine exactly how these things roll. Um, so I was, you know, just chit chatting with everybody, just having a good time, was actually having a great conversation with one of his um, co-workers. And <clears throat> excuse me, by the end of the night, she looked at me and she's like, good God, I just, I wish I could introduce you to my sons, but you know, there's somebody sitting on the other side of me that I think you would, you would be really interested in having a conversation with. And lo and behold, there was my, you know, husband to be. And we ended up hitting it off, talking till I think 4.30 in the morning. Mind you, we were at a casino bar, so it stayed open pretty darn late. Um, and the rest was pretty much history. So we ended up having just an absolute gas together that night. And I, I Ironically, I learned that he lived in the same town that I lived in, and the rest is history. It made everything to be so simple, being able to date each other. But what I loved about him was, you know, he wasn't walking around like crazy, having millions of conversations with everybody. He was actually kind of sitting, just chilling with himself. People were coming up to him, and yeah, it just, there was something about his his air that really drew my attention, and it, it was, it wasn't this, you know, oh my God, love at first sight. He's this person that we're going to be together with forever and da 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 the first night I met him. But where I want to go with this is I want to show you guys what happens in relationships and what happens in patterning. So flash forward a few months, we actually ended up moving in together and I ended up changing who I was because I feared that if I was not the person that he expected me to be, then he wasn't going to love me and he was going to leave me. And that's a story that I played on repeat with all of my prior relationships. And so I ended up molding myself and changing myself in the hopes to, to please him. Now, I want to make this real that this had nothing to do with him. He never told me that I had to be a certain way. He never told me that I was anything X, Y, Z that I had to change. Not at all. He was just him. But for me, my insecurities 
came to the surface the moment things started to get more serious. And I ended up feeling lack within myself because I always thought like, oh, I have to, you know, be a certain way, you know, oh, if I talk like this or if I do that or if I wear this, you know, what's he going to think? And so we put on these facades when we get into relationships. We only show the best side of who we are because we fear our vulnerability. Now, let me tell you that that doesn't make for a very healthy relationship. And so I started to become extremely insecure because I wasn't being myself. I was trying to be somebody who I wasn't. Flash forward, we got married through that. We had a child through that. And then I came to a breaking point in my life. And I thought, you know, that, oh, if you get married and you have the kid, he's going to be the knight in shining armor. He's Prince Charming. Life is going to be amazing. He's going to sweep me off my feet like every fucking Disney movie there is under the sun. Every princess, Cinderella, he's going to find that matching slipper. Ariel, we're going to go sail off into the sea because we just killed Ursula. Whatever, okay? We all know that we paint these stories about how we think we should be, or we paint these stories of how we have this idea of a future romantic relationship that looks like a fairy tale that's not true. So flash forward to when I'm having all of these kind of come to Jesus moments with myself or epiphanies, whatever you want to call them, I call them breakdowns, massive breakdowns. Um, When you come into all these breakdowns, what I realized was it was about, it was the end of uh, 2020 and I thought that my happiness was going to come from losing weight. If you have, I do have a full podcast um, prior to this if you want to know more about that story. But then... That wasn't the case. So obviously we all know 2020, it was a crazy year, COVID, civil unrest, election year, all the things. And our relationship got to the point of we'd either talk about the weather, we'd talk about what was going on in the world, and we basically were like roommates. There was no spark. There was no liveliness. There was no passion. There was nothing. And so I decided, like most people do, instead of looking inward, because I didn't have the tools in my tool belt, I blamed. I blamed him for everything. You're not doing this enough, or you don't say these things right to me, or you're always this when you get home, or you're always that, when ultimately at the end of the day, it was because of me. So at the end of 2020, I was a foot and a half out the door. I was ready to leave my husband. I thought that it was it was going to be this, you know, beautiful relationship. And then all of a sudden I'm slapped with reality of like, who am I and what is going on? You know, we all have the thoughts and they're always gnawing at you. That inner voice is always gnawing. I thought maybe we need to make more money. Maybe we need to have another trip. Maybe we need to go somewhere else. Maybe we need to go to therapy. Maybe all of these different things. So mind you, we did end up starting therapy at the beginning of 2021. But the thing about it was I was still living in a state of blame. Oh no, he does this. He does that. It's all him. Well, ultimately, what have I said before? When we get triggered, it's an invitation to look inside. 
and to create true intimacy. And the definition to me is, I now have into me, I see. So I'm a firm believer that whatever you want to call it, spirit, God, universe, puts people into our life to really, truly teach us lessons. Now, we do have the saying, they're either there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Whatever works for you. But ultimately, I knew at the end of the day that I did not put in the effort. I blamed him for everything. I blamed him for my own personal unhappiness. When that personal unhappiness had been living inside of me well before we ever crossed paths. So this is what I would do is I would fear that he would leave. So what did that create? That would create me into controlling. Where are you going? Who are you talking to? What's on your Facebook at the beginning of our relationship? Get into the middle of our relationship. It was, why aren't you talking to me? Why aren't you opening up to me? Who are you? Why don't you feel the way I feel? Why don't you get excited about the things I get excited about? Why are you acting this way? All of these things. Blaming constantly. Luckily, I had a beautiful coach hold my hand to the fire every single week. I wanted to complain about my husband. (laughs) And he'd be like, oh, that's interesting, Natalie. So what does that say about you? What are you fearing inside? You know, relationships are usually people's biggest struggle. Though most of us don't want to admit it. Because we project a future reality in which we think a relationship is supposed to look like. But ultimately, we're going to mirror relationships in which we were around, encompassed in, growing up. And so I ended up realizing that I was showing up as a completely different person. I wasn't dancing around the house and singing all the time and enjoying cooking dinners and, you know, having snuggle times on the couch and just really having intimate, deep conversations. Instead, I would sit on the couch and just fume and fester. If he looked at me a weird way, if he would say something weird, it was like an opportunity to just prove myself for my own ego and my own pain. Little did I know at the time that's what it was. I thought in my mind, oh my gosh, I'm so right. Everything he's doing is so wrong. Until the day I tried to leave. I mentioned earlier that I was a foot and a half out the door at the end of 2020. And in that moment, I realized that I never got to see my husband. I never allowed myself to see my husband for who he truly was. Never in my life have I ever felt more love from another human being than in the moments where our first marriage was ending. Now I know things happen during crisis and I know sometimes we have to have massive breakdowns to have breakthroughs. But I like to say we killed off our first marriage and we got remarried in 2021. But the thing about the relationship piece of it was that 
I felt that based on my perceptions, which only come from the experiences I personally had throughout my life, that I was always the right one and he was always the wrong one. Now in his mind, through his perceptions and his experience and his past, he was the right one and I was the wrong one. So you can only imagine that when you come together in a relationship, after all the hormone chemicals have worn off, the oxytocin, the serotonin, all the dopamine, all of the feel-good drugs, they usually last anywhere from two months to two years is what I say, is where intimacy begins. And when we say intimacy, we talk into me, I see, but at the end of the day, what does that mean? That means that when we're triggered, when we're irritated, we look inside. Why is this upsetting me right now? See, we forget that in conversations and in relationships with people that every other person on planet Earth has a different perception based on the way they experience something and you will never have the exact same experience as another human being. Even identical twins are going to experience things differently. You can put two people and ha give them the same food, give them the same routine, give them the same lifestyle, they are going to come out with different experiences because they process things differently. So I know at the end of the day that we're two completely different people, but we're also the same. So when you can break through the layers and break through the constructs and break through the paradigm or the illusion, then you get to start to see yourself. Asking yourself, why am I getting upset about this? Where is this coming from? If I'm having a low energy day or I'm feeling really irritated, is, am I actually irritated that maybe he left a shaker bottle <laughs> in the sink? Or am I irritated because maybe I had asked him prior to to put his dishes in the dishwasher and he didn't do it? Okay, but where else does that come from? Let's go even deeper. Oh, it feels like I'm not being heard. Maybe he just doesn't listen to me. Where does that come from? Oh, okay. That comes from an experience in my childhood where I would try to say what it was that I needed or that I wanted and I didn't get what I wanted. And in those moments, I created a story which created a pattern that played on repeat. Little did I know that in his mind, he might have been stressed from a crazy email that he got and all he could think about was he had to get his booty to work because something might have happened at the office and da 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 whatever. But I'm not experiencing that, so I don't know that. All I'm experiencing is seeing a dish in the sink. But if I were to take a step back, pull myself out of the jar, pull myself out of my own mind... And to be able to create space and have an open and honest conversation, I would learn, wow, he's under a lot of stress right now. Kind of an asshole for even putting more on his plate. And then he might come back saying, wow, babe, you're right. I've been doing that a lot lately. Thank you. My mind's just been a little foggy. I need to be more present when I'm home. Wow. Does that not feel good to hear? Yeah, it does. Now I'm feeling heard. Now I'm feeling seen. Now he's feeling less pressure and less nagging. 
because I don't need to constantly tell him what to do when he's here. Because if I were to put myself in his shoes, whew, I wouldn't be able to handle it. So when we can take a step back and pull ourselves out of our jars and be able to look at the relationship as a whole and to see that we are, yes, different people experiencing this experience differently based on a perception that we have and a lens and a context in which we view the world from based on every story of our past, the more we can start to slowly eliminate those triggers over time. And that's the goal, you guys, is when you get triggered, when you first cultivate awareness, yeah, you might stay triggered for a day or two. And then the next time it happens, it might be a day. And the next time it happens, it might be a few hours and so on and so forth. And then the next time it happens, you might not be triggered at all. I will tell you, I don't get irritated when he has dishes in the sink anymore. No way in hell. But we look at it as these like petty surface level things in relationships, like they're doing it on purpose or they're like whatever it may be, whatever story your conscious mind wants to create around the event. Understand it's a story. It's not the truth, which leads me into the truth. Now to have an open, successful, beautiful, passionate relationship There has to be honesty and transparency. Now, there were things I'd go throughout my day, like maybe I'd go buy something new and maybe I'd rip the tag off so he didn't see that I had a new shirt or something because I feared he might make a comment about me spending money on something or spending too much money on something. Well, where did that come from? Oh, that was actually a trigger from my childhood when I would carelessly spend my money and I got called out for it by my parents. But when he calls me out, it puts me right back into my 15-year-old self, defending, over-explaining, and then blaming. Interesting pattern, how I can break that, all by cultivating awareness. But I have to be open and honest with him. The more open and honest I am in my marriage, the less I have to fear. If I want to go and have a girl's night, but I wait until the last minute to say, oh, hey, by the way, I'm leaving tonight for a girl's night, how do you think that's going to make him feel? What if he had a horrible day at the office? What if he also had something else going on that I didn't remember? Maybe if I... Instead of fearing like, oh, maybe, I don't know, that girl's night, then he's going to have to be home with the kiddo, and then I'm, you know, he's going to have to take care of everything, and da-da-da-da-da, so then I'm not going to say anything until the day of, so we don't have to have an argument about it until just right before I have to leave, and then I get the opportunity to leave the house, and then hopefully we just brush that under the rug. Well, let me tell you guys, the more you brush shit under the rug, the bigger and bigger and bigger the mound gets until it explodes, and there's no more fucking rug to cover the mess. Or, hey, babe, I woke up today and I'm not feeling the greatest. I'm kind of in my head right now. Do you have 10 minutes to just have a conversation? I just want to talk to you about this. Doesn't mean we're not going to get triggered. Doesn't mean we're not going to get irritated with each other. It's a relationship. It's a marriage. Come on. Nothing is going to be perfect. It's imperfectly perfect all the time. But when I can take a step back and be able to look in the mirror and see how I am showing up, 
ultimately it's going to raise my vibration. It's going to raise my frequency around. I'm going to be happier. I'm going to feel better, which ultimately after the last episode, as we learned everything is energy, it's going to raise the energy of my home, which is ultimately going to help raise his when he sees that his wife is happy and whole. So how can we start looking inward when it comes to the way in which we're being? Maybe you're single. And maybe you just keep attracting the same guy or the same girl over and over and over again. Well, that's a pattern, my love, that comes from a story that you created in your past. And if you want to change that, you have to change. Because the only thing that is for certain in this world is change. But going inward and figuring out where that story began so that you can create the awareness every time you start projecting that out. Maybe stop going to the same place you go to to pick up a guy or a girl. Clearly the success hasn't been too much if you keep dating the same people, right? I'll never forget before I met my husband, I told myself the exact guy that I wanted to attract. Now, I was in petty dates, seeing random people here and there just to fill my void of loneliness. Because I struggled with being alone. Now, I've had people ask me, Natalie, can I do this healing work even though I'm married? Absolutely. I will tell you it's more of a blessing sometimes because usually your partners are your biggest mirror. So I would say 90% of the time your partner is your biggest mirror. It's going to show, he or she is going to show you exactly where you were not free. So I always say that it would have been an absolute fucking disservice to my soul if I would have left my marriage. Because I have grown more in the last two years than I have in my entire life. But we have to be able to swallow our pride. We have to be able to be okay to be wrong. We have to be able to own and take radical responsibility in the way in which we show up in our relationships. And stop pointing the finger. And this goes not just for your intimate relationships. This can be with your coworkers. This can be with your friends. This can be with your parents. This can be with your family. It can be with anybody. Something intense I heard this morning is, I'm only going to be able to love another as much as I love myself. And when I heard it, it hit, and it hit deep, like so much truth running through my veins in that moment. I'll tell you, the first five years of my relationship, I didn't know who I was, and I didn't have an ounce of love for myself. Now that I do, now that I continue to practice, Now that I continue to show gratitude, now that I continue to show myself love in every possible moment, even when I'm on my period and I'm feeling bloated and I don't have any makeup on and I'm breaking out and all the things are happening in the world, how can I show myself love then? 
Because the more I show myself love, the more I show my husband love, the more I show my kid love, the more I show my clients love, the more I show everybody around me the one language that our soul knows is love. So radical honesty and transparency with the one that you are with. And when you fear being open and honest, it means you need to be that way even more. Sometimes there are going to be hard conversations to have. Because our system, our body, is always keeping score. Your body knows. So what do you need to get radically honest about today? And how can you set up a space to be able to have these types of conversations? Usually my hubs and I, for some reason, we have this trend. It wasn't planned, but like Saturday mornings, usually we have a slower wake up and we'll get up and we'll have coffee And we'll talk about the prior week. We'll talk about what came up. We'll talk about if either of us are irritated with a situation or if we got triggered in a moment, we haven't been able to discuss it yet. Now, is every trigger, do we literally talk out every single trigger, you guys? No, we're human too. (laughs) But there are so many times I'll sit there, I'll be like, oof, Natalie, where is this coming from? In my own mind, why are you feeling this way? But then we sit and we talk about life. We talk about existence. We talk about the world. We talk about the universe. We talk about, you know, spirituality versus science, which is so funny because my husband is like so my yang to my yin. Like it is so funny. He's the black and white, logical, left brain man. And I am your right brain, spiritual, woo woo mama over here. And so we compliment the fuck out of each other. Now, if I had a man that was woo-woo and very heavy into his feminine, I would dominate the fuck out of him. And I wouldn't be able to handle that. That's just my truth. But my husband can see me. And he also now knows how to invite me in when I'm having a hard time seeing myself. And the best thing is, is he's now able to have and go there with me when he's doing the same. Now, this doesn't mean we wake up and sprinkle fucking roses and it's this romantic, passionate, oh my God, Disney fairy tale relationship because that doesn't exist. But I can make that in my mind every minute I am with him. When I look over at him on the couch, as him and our bubs are snuggling, watching the same goddamn Netflix children's movie over and over again. And how can I smile and feel so warm in my heart when I was 16 with a broken heart dying for this moment? We put so much pressure on our partners. We put so much pressure on the other person in relationships. But when you can become your most authentic self and you can become radically honest in who you are and how you are being, create the awareness, you will be able to make the change. Now we have fun. We have so much fun. What does that fun look like? It might be driving for 20 minutes, screaming, let's go crazy, a little bit nuts. Literally, has anybody seen Sing 2? Sing 2 is out. Okay, I might have worked out to the playlist this morning because my kiddo has been watching it on repeat and I'm obsessed. I am obsessed with Sing 2. Do yourself a favor. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's just an amazing video or video movie. 
but we're literally driving down the road this weekend and we turn on the soundtrack because Bubs wanted to listen to the get go nuts song is what he calls it. <laughs> and there we are driving in the Jeep down Main Street, just singing, let's get crazy, a little bit nuts, going to grab coffee, just having a gas. And those are the experiences we live for. Just being in our authenticity, being ourselves together and showing up in pure, honest, radical, transparent truth. And to know that we are going to love each other through all of it because we are perfectly imperfect together. Well, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this real raw relationships episode. Again, you can find more of this on my Instagram at I am Natalie Spaeth. Again, we've got a free Facebook group called The Warrior Co. Go in there live bi-weekly. I hope you guys are having a beautiful summer. But it is time to cultivate that freedom for yourself. It starts with you. It trickles into your relationships and it just continues to flow. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. But I would appreciate it if you enjoyed this episode. Leave a rating and a review. And I will see you guys next week.